Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Tim Page Botter, your host for today. And today we want to talk about the options you have to train Safe Start virtually. Now, this podcast is different from the one we recorded with Keith Osborne a few episodes ago, and that this podcast, well, that that podcast talked about the types of Safe Start training we provide virtually. This one is going to actually talk about structure and technology behind a virtual offering. And to help shed some light on the subject, I've invited my buddy Brian Steers to join us. Brian is a resident guru on all things virtual. He's been with our company for a little over 28 years and immediately involved with the virtual offerings that we provide. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Sorry it took so long to get here. <laughs> no need for apologies. Uh, you've already got my vote for Safe Start Employee of the Year. <laughs> Well, yeah, I appreciate you being here. 2020 has definitely been a busy year for you, um, and likely that our listeners who, like you, are scrambling to convert training content to a virtual format. Yeah, like as you know, the, the, coming into this year, um, we were well positioned in terms of our virtual offering, um, and and then the, the the virus hit, and you know, um, the demand for that really exploded. It, it just went off the rails, and when we're talking about our, our virtual offering, what I really like to think of it as is that it it really expands our delivery options to make make the training way more flexible, to give you more options of of how to deliver the Safe Start training, basically. That's cool because flexibility is probably what our customers need in this time of uh, I don't say new normal, I say new world. So I'm not trying to be a cliche guy, um, but thanks for being the being here for and providing some flexibility options now. I was thinking that it was a great time to have you join to let those folks know that we do have these options available. Um, and so now I should say, if you could pull it off, the traditional classroom training remains the most effective way to train Safe Start, but it doesn't mean that approach doesn't come with some challenges. Yeah, absolutely. The the, the training in the classroom has always been our gold standard, and it it. It's really the best way to, to instill the gradual change in, in safety culture and, and see the behavioral changes that everyone, that makes everybody safer. Um, I've heard from many trainers that they love to see that, that aha moment in the classroom when, it, when everything kind of clicks and, and they realize how the efficient um, Safe Start concepts and techniques can really help them be safer. You know what? I I don't know if I can explain this to you, but as a trainer, when you actually see the light bulb clicking, now I'm not saying there's a little cloud over the head with a light bulb that turns on. What I'm suggesting here in air quotes is that you actually see facial expressions or the head nod and they give you that uh, confirmational look that says, yeah, I get it. So that's that's mostly what trainers are referring to when it comes to the light bulb clicking. So I, I have to tell you, um, Thinking about what we've got, uh, that with several other factors, um, presents the trainer in a virtual world numerous challenges that we can help them overcome. And I suspect that you've got some recommendations. Yeah, like training, you really can't train in a classroom right now. Um, I, I suppose you could. You, you could you could put you know much smaller groups in in the classroom. You'd have to space them out appropriately, and um, you know masks and everything else. Um, so if we if we can't really train in a classroom, then then you know we have a few options, I guess. Um, you could continue, you know, the way you've always done it in a classroom with with really small groups, and 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 uh, or you could deliver it virtually. 
So when I when I say virtually, what I mean is is uh, like an online conferencing type of type of program, like a a WebEx or a Zoom or, or something like that. Um, or the third option is that you can you can train with our e-learning courses that we've had for a few years. So the e-learning courses are just basically a kind of a already recorded session and it's just to go at your own pace and then check the boxes as you, as you progress. Is that what that is? That's basically what it is. I, I developed those about, I think it was about six years ago now. And basically what I did is took the, uh, the, the regular safe start PowerPoints that you deliver in the classroom and basically took those and transferred them to an e-learning format and then added a narrator to, to replace the, the, you know, the instructor in front of the class and, and then added a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, interactions so that they can, so things like when they're uh, analyzing a story, they have to choose, uh, you know, the states and the errors and, and uh, you know, identify certs and that sort of thing. And the same thing that you do in the classroom, but it's done on a self-paced e-learning format. Well, that makes sense to me. So just to reiterate, we've got continue on the way you've done things. Obviously, social distancing, mass guidelines, do that live. Uh, deliver training, virtual online platform. And typically what you've heard recently is Zoom and WebEx and all the other different types of platforms, Google Meets and Microsoft Teams. But then would you suggest that there's pros and cons for each option? I mean, why do you take us through each of those, starting with uh, continuing in the classroom with smaller groups? Well, it, it, that's probably the... the there's no real change there. Um, basically, all it is is it's just smaller, smaller class sizes. You can only do it with maybe half a dozen people in a room that normally held, you know, 20 to 50 or something. So, um, and that that's that's really the 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 pro. And then the con is, you know, smaller class sizes. It's going to take you way more sessions to to get through a group of users. Understood. So there's really no big change there except for more sessions, which of course <laughs> may well blow your training budget sky high. Um, if you have the space and your budget can absorb the added expense, that's your best bet. So let's talk about delivering training virtually through like a web platform. Okay. Well, uh, the, the pros of that is you can still deliver it the same way as in a classroom. Um, and you can you can probably keep the same same classroom sizes. It really doesn't matter how many people join your session. Um, and you can you can basically just kind of continue on, um, you know, with your schedule. So we do the next unit is going to be on on uh, online at, or uh, virtually as opposed to, you know, face to face. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So as I said, that makes sense to me. But uh, from the challenges perspective with this approach, they shouldn't be minimized. So what do you say about challenges? Well, uh, teaching to to a camera is is way harder than teaching in front of a classroom. When you're in front of a, a group of people, you can you can see their expressions and you can, you, you know, it's easy for them to raise their hand and, and kind of interrupt you and that sort of thing. Um, and and uh, a, a good analogy of of of. Um, you know, how difficult that is, is if you look at, at late night talk show hosts, you know, they were kind of all of a sudden thrown in and now, now they're, they're, they were doing their shows from their, just like I'm working from my kitchen table. They were doing their late night talk shows from their kitchen table. And, you know, some of them could really do it well and made it look natural. And, and, you know, really the show was basically the same, but others really struggled with not having that audience there to, you know, to help them land their jokes when they when when they tell them, so they they really struggled with it. 
All right. So, yeah, thank you for that, Brian. I just from a canned laughter, I remember my dad watching MASH and just listening to the canned laughter in the background. MASH now from the 70s and 80s on the TV show and it syndicated. It was on every day. So it seemed like it was in our house on our TV every hour of the day. Anyways, I remember one specific laughter. It was the guy in the background on the can. It was, <laughs> I, I, it was a really old jolly laugh and I'll never forget it. That can laugh is something that you'll never forget. I wonder how that's helping <laughs> those talk show hosts. Anyways, from a glitch perspective, I get it. Um, is that the only challenge? Well, like I said, it, it, there's always going to be technical glitches, but it, not so much with the with the platform that you're going to use. And, and, and you do have to test every platform before you try it. Um, you have to make sure that your, your videos are going to play properly and, and they can hear them at the other end. Some platforms work great for that. Others don't. Um, and there's also the problem of uh, you've got a, a whole bunch of users that may be new to this technology and they, you know, they're not sure how to, how to adjust their microphone or, or even where their microphone might be or, um, you know, so you've got that issue um, and, and, and also getting the engagement with, with the group is really hard to do. Um, a lot of times you'll ask a question and you're just going to get crickets. And you really have to be able to deal with that on in the moment. So you, you ask a question, you get nothing. And, and we've even in done things like, uh, you know, we'll volunteer people and say, okay, Joe, unmute your mic. Let's hear the answer to that and, and try and, and you really have to work to get them to engage on it. So, so the, the person that's doing the training has to have, you know, be able to do that sort of thing. And, it, and sometimes it's really tough. Yeah, especially if you're used to getting instant feedback in a live classroom, I totally get it. Exactly. Teaching te teaching to a webcam that uh, that's a funny terminology. I I just I feel it because I've taught so many classes since you know March the twelfth, whatever, whenever all this stuff started occurring. But um, I, I feel you on your challenges. Thanks for listing those out. Um, you you very you talked very specifically about a couple of fixes, but technology can be a challenge. And if some people are really immune or scared of change, can you imagine trying to accept technology in a new platform? Yeah, that's tough for some people. So you've got a third option. And so let's see. Teaching through a webcam, I know it's a challenge. Technical glitches, all the things that we just talked about. So the third option, that leaves us with uh, training with our online e-learning courses talk about the pros and cons there yeah okay so the e-learning courses i'm kind of kind of biased towards this one because i i developed them all um but anyways the 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 pros i guess um you know the core core concepts and techniques are delivered separately let's say so so the the, the your your trainees are going to do that they're going to learn about the the concepts and techniques on their own so that the content of each unit is delivered um you know, online. So they, they log in and they, they take the online course. Um, and then what you do is you follow that up with a, with a live session. Um, and the, the idea of the live session is to take um, uh, the, the fun part of doing Safe Start training. So basically you have the concepts and techniques that you're, you're teaching them. And then you, you do group discussions. And the group discussions is a lot of times where people start to really learn the, the, the the safe start concepts. Um, they tell stories to each other and, and they get into groups and, and that is a big part of the safe start learning, which is really hard to, to replicate with an online course. 
because you're not interacting with anybody, you're interacting with the computer. Um, So that's why we recommend that you follow those up with short sessions. So, so that's um, kind of the, uh, the, I guess the, is that a pro or a con? Um, (laughs) Sounds like a pro. Yeah. Um, So we recommend that you follow them up with, with those source short sessions to, to reinforce the concepts of each unit and, and to tell the stories is basically all it is. So those are, are, are shorter sessions than trying to do it a full two hour uh, delivery with a webcam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this way you've, you've got small groups. So you might do it with the, we recommend no more than about six and it might take you about an hour. And we provide all of the, the resources that are needed for those. We have uh, short, I think they're about 15 or 16 slide PowerPoints that you can use um, that, that uh, you know, basically gives you, gives you uh, something to put up on the screen if you're using a WebEx or something like that. And then you just basically follow the, the script that's in the uh, presenter notes. Um, and we also provide those as a PDF if you want to do it with, uh, with uh, a phone call, like uh, just a conference call. You can get everybody on a quick conference call. And Joe, did you uh, understand the concepts? Can you explain you know, what, what these mean and, and that sort of thing. Um, and it's all, it's all basically laid out for you. So, um, we've made it as easy as we can, I guess. Um, and what some of the cons though, with, with doing it this way is, is there's, there's going to be a lot more communication required to get people through the units. So basically the, the, you know, the procedure is, you know, they get, they get, uh, an email, arrives and and it tells them how to log into our our training site and it tells them that they've they've been assigned the let's say the first unit um and they'll get that email and oh i'm busy right now i'll I'll, I'll look at that later next thing you know i'll do it tomorrow and then it gets buried in their inbox and before you know it they've forgotten all about it and they haven't started the train yeah we have that feeling all too well don't we (laughs) (laughs) so so you basically um you want to be able to communicate, you know, and to drive that that uh, completion of the units so that you can move on to the next unit. So that that's kind of a, it's almost a little bit more work for the trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got they've got the, the after after unit sessions, which are going to be quite a few of them, depending on how many people you've got to get through. Um, so they've got to schedule those. Um, you know, they've got to got to keep everybody on track. So they're, they're sending emails and we make it simple for them since they're on our LMS, they can, they, we give them, we give the trainers uh, reporting rights on the system. So they can just pop in there and they can, uh, they can look at the, the progress of the, of the people they're training. So they would, they would, it would just be a simple report. I've made it as simple as I can. I don't give them a lot of reports to run. I, I give them one simple report. It basically says, uh, there's the user's name and it says they've been enrolled in X number of courses. So if it says one, they've been enrolled in probably unit one. And then there's another column that says um, completed. And so if there's a one there, that means they're, they're done with unit one. If there's a zero there, that means they, they've either haven't started it or they're, they're maybe halfway through or something like that. So what you're able to do, as a reporter, you can go in there and you can filter for all the zeros in the completed column. So then, so then you can you can once you select all the people with that haven't 
haven't started it or might be halfway through, you can just click a button that says message users. You can send them a nice little note and say, um, you know, I noticed you haven't started your training. Uh, we'd like to get this done by this date so that we can move on to the next unit. And, and you just continue that process throughout until you get through all the units. Does that make sense? Yep. No, but it does make sense. Um, so there, there was a lot of golden nuggets that you just mentioned there in the e-learning courses, but since they were already developed, that was, that's a, that's a benefit for, for our platform, but it also shows that there, there are things that we can go back to based on your con list. Um, that if our customers are having issues that we've made some adaptations to them, uh, which is good. And I appreciate that. And you said a typical timeline of five units is around five to eight months. Is that right? Yeah, it's going to take you probably, you know, uh, I, I get a lot of clients that, that say, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to do this one a month. And, and I say, well, hold on a minute. You want to keep your flexible, your, your schedule a little bit flexible because the first unit is always going to take you the longest because everybody's getting used to the technology. Um, you know, learning how to log in, bookmarking the login page. I get a lot of emails. I, I don't remember the URL. I didn't bookmark it and I'd have to resend them, um, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so the first unit, you know, there's a lot of communication happening. And usually what I recommend right at the beginning, before we even assign anybody any units, is I like to, to let, you know, I get in touch with the instructor or whoever's going to facilitate this and, and say, look, you need to communicate to everybody that's going to do this and let them know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen rather than, than me just putting, putting everybody into the system and they get this random email that says you're assigned for some safe start stuff. Um, you know, that kind of turns people off if they don't know what's coming and, you know, and then they have problems and they get frustrated and then, then they don't even start it. So I always recommend that, you know, they, they, have some communication with everybody right off the bat and let them know what's happening. Um, and then between myself and the, and the instructor or whoever's facilitating it, we decide on, well, we're going to do it on this day. We pick the date and I get everything all set up. And on that morning, a little, I get an email from my Google calendar because I pop it in there and it says assign the first unit to whatever company it is and, and away we go. And I just assign everybody and, and we're off to the races. And then, you know, basically I leave it up to them to, you know, do all, get everybody through that first unit. And once they're read, they get most of them through, they just send me an email and say, okay, we're ready for the second unit. And I just assign the second unit and so on and so on. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. I appreciate you talking about that. Um, it helps our customers out too, because they listen to this because as they start to think about what they're going to do, there's going to be a recommendation on our part. And, since there are recommendations, do you have any that you that's your favorite recommendation? I mean, I'd be interested to know what what is your favorite recommendation for virtual training? Um, well, like I said, I'm biased towards the uh, the uh, online training, um, but every situation tends to be a little bit different. You know, some uh, I've had clients say, "Yeah, I, I don't want to really do the online stuff. I want to do I want the the face to face." I said, "Great, go ahead, give it a try," and and there is a, a, you know, delivering it two hours virtually is back to the cons of that is, is really difficult. You know, you, you start to lose them after about an hour and a half, you know, and that's what we've found is, is an hour and a half seems to be about the limit. And typically it'll take you about two hours to, to deliver a, an entire unit 
online or virtually. Um, and you can shorten it a little bit if you uh, have them do the workbook reading prior. You could do that. Um, that's an option to make it a little bit shorter so you don't stop in the middle like you do in the classroom and have them read the workbook. You just kind of skip that and have them do that pre-session pre, uh, type of thing. Mm, okay. um, but like I said, I, I, I like the, uh, the online stuff. We've been playing around with it for a long time. Um, it was originally just developed uh, mostly for uh, uh, remote workers. That's why we call it remote worker. Uh, in that, uh, you know, th it was initially designed for, uh, you know, that that group of, of people at, at at an organization that can't make it in to do the classroom training. You know, there was no way they they're always on the road, or they they might be technicians that that are, you know, they don't come into the office other than once a month, so they they can't schedule them in to do classroom training. So this was the the option that we had for them. And we also used it a lot for, and we still do, uh, when you are doing classroom training, you can use it as a missed class, uh, makeup class, basically. Um, so if they missed unit two, they, they can just have unit two delivered online and they can catch up so they're ready for unit three. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, I, guess I, I would recommend the, the, the third option myself. Yeah, that's good that you said that because our customers are probably wondering, what are we going to do with this makeup person? And then you can't really technically move on to unit three or four without units one or two. Right. And so I, I'm glad you brought that up. So a makeup session could be done remotely, um, especially if they're still continuing on with live training. And I know that a lot of folks will have to make up uh, uh, some things in terms of what they have to do for procedure. <clears throat> but nevertheless, you've laid it out on the line. Um, is there anything else we should expect? Um, I think, I think the main thing that, that the main takeaway I think is, is we've tried to make, you know, the, the training delivery as flexible as you need it. So, and I've, I've got some clients that are, that are doing a combination of all three, right? They're doing a little bit of classroom training or they might, um, have one of our consultants deliver the first unit virtually. Um, and then the second and third unit, they, they deliver it with the online units. And then, you know, the fourth unit, they might, they might have a, uh, some classroom training. And then the fifth unit, they have the consultant deliver it again. So it, it's, it's as flexible as you need it to be. You don't have to pick one way or the other. You can do a combination of all three or, you know, whatever you like. And that's kind of what I'd like to stress. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, so if anyone gets uh, snagged up with any other technology issues with this, or maybe you could, you know, use your partner in crime, Gail Smith, uh, will they, will you be there to help bail them out? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I welcome their calls and, and, uh, I do a lot of, uh, uh, you know, training, I'll, I'll get on the phone with someone and I'll say, okay, well, let's, let's do a quick zoom call and I'll show you how to, how to run those reports, um, and how to, how to send those, those messages that from the system and that sort of thing. And that's no problem. Um, we're here to help. Um, I like that. I like the way that sounds. We're here to help. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we, they, they, we're not telling them what to do or providing that support. And I appreciate you doing that. Um, so that was, that's quite literally the last question we had, Brian. Um, so do me a favor, if you could, 
if anybody has any questions and if there's something that we didn't cover, could you just provide your email address to them so they can contact you directly? Sure. It's uh, Brian S at uh, safestart.com. That's a Brian with an I, B-R-I-A-N dot S, Sierra, uh, at safestart.com. Man, it's been a pleasure. It's been a joy to have you here as a guest today, Brian. Um, thank you for your time and your expertise. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it, it's been a pleasure. You bet. You, you're a really good guest. I, the, the information about technology is incredible, and I, I'm sure our listeners will be very appreciative. So that's it for today. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it. In addition to reaching out to Brian, don't forget you can contact your account executive. And that's a wonderful resource to, towards virtual training or any offerings that we might have. And I would like to thank each of you for coming back. This podcast is really gaining some traction. And on behalf of my partner, Danny Smith, um, and the entire Safe Talk with Safe Start team, we say thank you. If you have any ideas on podcasts or anything that you think would be important for us to talk about, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm Tim Page Botter, your host for today. And until next time, we'll see you down the road.